Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Tell Us a Good Story. Today, we continue our conversation from episode 80 with two of my good buddies, Anna Bennett and Joe Mock. <laughs> Some of these stories are my favorites from your annual Ohio State road trips with the guys. I'm still laughing at Adam's one-liners. Yeah, we've had some pretty epic road trips, including that time we snuck into the luxury box at Minnesota. Then we met an acquaintance of Joe's for dinner and found out he used to smuggle cocaine in Miami back in the 80s. That's probably the wildest dinner I've ever been a part of. Can't wait for you guys to hear these stories. I'm Kevin. And I'm Stephanie. And during our marriage, we have dealt with an electrocution, a brain tumor, brain surgery. Then doctors telling us that children were not in our future, followed by miscarriage, and then Kevin's cancer diagnosis. However, today, we live a life completely healed and restored with three healthy children who doctors said were not possible. And we're here to tell stories that inspire, give hope, and brighten your day. Welcome to Tell Us a Good Story. This episode is being presented to you by Luby Companies, a custom home builder here in central Ohio. Let them be your builder for life. They're freaking awesome. All right, Steph, let's continue this conversation. Every year since 2010, I've organized a high state game on the road. So first year it was at Illinois, second year it was at Purdue, on and on and on. So there's only two we haven't gone to at this point. It's Nebraska and Wisconsin. I'm afraid to go to Wisconsin. Me as well. I've heard bad yeah, things. I have too. How they treat fans. Yeah. Absolutely. But on these annual road trips I have with these guys, I come back hoarse, without a voice. I've been laughing the entire weekend, crying laughing. It's in the stories have been told. And so this is probably a good time to share some of these stories and some of the things we've experienced. I want you guys to talk about how meticulous Kevin is <laughs> with his organization of these trips. Can we discuss that? Well, so, somebody has to do it. I, I give credit where credit is due. I mean, you show up with cash and he's there with your ticket, your ride. I mean, he make a great human trafficker, actually. <laughs> I mean, you roll in, and next thing you know, you're in the back of a vehicle, and everything else is taken care of. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So yes, I organize all the logistics, from the tickets to the hotel to everything. Does he have his folder or his little binder put together? Yeah. Kevin will be like, at 1228 p.m., we will have lunch at... <laughs> You know, fill in the blank place. And then at 1.17 p.m., we will leave to go back to the hotel. Oh, <laughs> put this blindfold on. I don't want you to be able to retrace your steps. <laughs> the very first year, I just thought of this story just now. We stayed in Indianapolis on the way to Illinois. And in Indianapolis, I'm like, we're getting there on Friday afternoon. Let me organize some type of like tour of something. So I was like, hey, why don't we go to Butler Fieldhouse where they filmed Hoosiers? Well, it wasn't open then for a tour. It was closed. Well, what's the next best thing? Let's go to... Gene Hackman's house. <laughs> <laughs> See if he's awake. <laughs> it was... Let's go to the real Jimmy Chitwood. Is Bobby something. He has what was advertised as a restaurant there in Indianapolis and it was supposed to have some memorabilia and like kind of like museum like that would be fun let's go there and hang out at this this place so we go there and what was it Joe oh my gosh it was I don't know how to describe it but it was if the theme was Hoosiers related it would have to be Dennis Hopper's alcoholism <laughs> because right. all it was sure. was just booze and pretzels <laughs> Because when we showed up, like, hey, can we get some food here? Yeah, I was going to say, we asked for a food menu, and it was like a shocking request. And then there were and there were animals walking around inside of the place. Uh -huh. <laughs> like a couple of dogs. <laughs> like Key <Just> West. Like, 
that's, that's a good comparison. It was so rundown. Now, but, I remember the waitress's face. Like, I think, Kevin, you asked for a food menu. Yes. And she looked at you like you had a hole in your head like, you can't drink nachos. <laughs> I remember she turned. She's like, hey, Bob, these guys are looking for a food menu. <laughs> you there for five minutes like, no, it's, it's time to move on. But yes, I do try to be meticulous stuff. If, well, if you remember Friday. that night, I just kind of remember this. That night we went to Cheesecake Factory and we were just sitting outside like on the patio and it started getting kind of chilly. And so the server comes out and they had those huge outdoor heaters, you know, the tall like lamppost looking ones and it's propane fueled. It's the gas, yeah. And they're hitting that ignite button and it's like literally right behind, right behind us. Yes. The gas is flowing. Yes. And couldn't, couldn't get it, yeah. couldn't get it, couldn't get it. Somebody else comes out, they try, can't get it, can't get it, can't get it. So finally they bring like the manager out or something to light it. They get it lit, but when they do a fireball, <laughs> yes. I mean literally fireball. shoots off this thing. I remember feeling it coming up the back of my head and everything. And so it's the four of us guys sitting at our table and there was maybe five feet away was this table of middle-aged ladies that were all dressed up and i'll never forget like as soon as that happened they look it over at me and i happen to be a bald man and one of the ladies makes some comment like oh it burned off all of your hair <laughs> i was like okay yeah, thanks great. thanks lady yeah rub it in <laughs> I I, it was crazy like, we ducked down you're right it was a fireball it was because this guy was pressing that gas button the whole time they never owned a grill i mean once that gas is flowing shut it off (laughs) shut it off oh my gosh yeah that's right we almost had a uh that was almost the first and last trip that we ever took okay so four dudes on boxers only (laughs) how do you guys decide who sleeps with who i I know kevin is too cheap to get four individual rooms or two individual rooms so y'all are sleeping in one room part of the experience yes so kevin kevin and i always sleep together because we're ex family members (laughs) think about it's really kind of backwards (laughs) i usually end up with todd yeah which i like because then i could freak out my grandmother by telling her i'd slept with a man of color (laughs) She's since passed away. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right, Joe. It does. It has come back to you and I typically have slept in the same bed. But I was telling Steph, when we sleep in, what, the queen-size bed, we are totally, like, social distancing. So I'm on the far left side. You're on the far right oh, side. Yeah. Like, we, you pillow in the middle. Like, let's, let's stay as far apart as possible. But then the one time I slept in the same bed with you, Adam, I think it was the second one, and you woke up the next morning and you were like, Kevin, I'm just going to let you know, I think you stopped breathing, like, five times <laughs> in the middle of the night mm-hmm. last night, and... You might want to get that checked out. I watched an episode of House the day before, so I was. <laughs> you knew what I was felt going. qualified, yeah. Now, listen, I'm a terrible insomniac. I mean, terrible insomniac. And so it's like one of the loudest snoring dudes you have ever heard in your life. And then those pauses are has, when his heart yes. stops and he starts walking towards the light because it's like. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's this big pause. Like, and then the gasp, and then he yeah. comes back. Yeah. It t- yeah, you, th- you wow. think, yeah, like a dozen times a night, I think yeah. he's probably going to die. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, I don't sleep at all when we do our football trips. I literally sleep oh, an hour gosh. a night. And this was my life, you guys. So, this was my life. So after Adam made this comment. Well, what, I, I need to stick up for you. 
Because since your guys' last trip, Kevin has gotten it taken care of. So he doesn't have any of that issue anymore. But he sleeps we'll peacefully now. It's but amazing. Here's what happened. Because of his comments, I went to the doctor. They diagnosed me with sleep apnea. So I had to have one of those CPAP machines for five, six years or whatever. Yeah. Well, then went back, got retested, and it gotten better. Yeah. Which was, thank God, it had gotten better. And switched to a, went to a dentist, switched to a mouth guard. So now I've got a mouth guard that I use. And it's snoring, amazing. Snoring went away. Gone. Completely gone. gone. Yep. Completely gone with it. And I'll believe it when I hear it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not buying this at all. Because you guys saw. Missed that old rusty chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> but Joe, do you remember what happened at Michigan State? I was telling Steph this earlier. You and I were sleeping on the bed. We are social distancing. And I wake up in the middle of the night. Or you woke me up in the middle of the night. Like, hey. Can I get some room over here? And I realized my arm was around you. Yeah, yeah it was like playing trains and automobiles. <laughs> so I started on the far left side. You started on the far right side. When I woke up, I was on the far right side with you, with my arm around you. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, of course I remember. Yeah, no kidding. That was, uh, it was quite awkward. So let's go through a couple trips. I think your favorite stories, though, Steph, are I guess, Iowa City. Iowa is my favorite. Iowa City is your favorite. I'll set the stage. You guys jump in. Iowa City, Joe. I remember us flying in. We flew into Chicago, drove to Iowa City. That was the economical way of doing it. But Joe made the comment as we're driving into Iowa City. Hey, guys, I have a, I have a friend. He's been here before. He told me we're going to be surprised at how nice these people are to visiting fans in Iowa City. We're like, okay, that sounds great. We get out of the car. At, we parked it at, I think, a church where there were a lot of tailgating going on, pull the car, and right beside of this Iowa tailgate. Well, this woman immediately is like, hey, welcome to Iowa City. Why don't you take one of these Buckeyes? And Adam's like, nope. Laxative lace. <laughs> yeah, like, same. I, didn't, I, didn't, I don't eat sweets. And you didn't take it either. And I felt bad. She's very nice. Me and Todd ate it. You two did not. Right. So I started eating it, and I made the joke that, man, I hope this wasn't laced with anything. And she goes, well, you're about to find out in about 30 minutes from now. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Of course, these guys are like, I told you. I told you shouldn't eat it. I told you shouldn't eat it. Then we're walking to the stadium. A guy passes us and was like, hey, welcome to Iowa City. Go down here to the stop sign. Turn right. And uh, stadium will be like half, half a block that way. We're like, oh, thanks. And so we look at our map, look at directions. We're like, that is the complete opposite. Yeah. <laughs> complete opposite direction. Absolutely the opposite. That we're supposed to be going. So Joe had a fancy beer store that you wanted to go to in Iowa City. So we're going to go there first. So we're walking to this store that has all these very rare beers, apparently, you wanted to see. Right. And while we're there, we had multiple Iowa fans just yell out. They were nice. Very, uh, very kind people. Uh Just uh, randomly. Expletives. Yes, Uh expletives. As as soon as they get past us, they would yell it out. It's kind of like liquid courage, I guess. Have a good day. I think that's one of the... Yes, absolutely. (laughs) So we come out of the store and... I, this was so funny to me. There is a car with the college age kid at a red light, rolls his window down. It's like, hey, guys, welcome to Iowa City. Hope you have a good time. I'm like, hey, thanks. As soon as the light turns green, he yells out, eat something, yells it, and takes off. And so we bust out laughing. And I remember Adam being like, man, Joe, you're right. These people are like <laughs> salt of the earth here uh-huh. Super in nice. Iowa City. Super nice. So get to the game. I got destroyed. But the, the atmosphere was incredible. Absolutely incredible. Was Iowa City. No, it, was, it, was it was fantastic. Remember after the first quarter, they had the, you waved to the yeah. the children's hospital. 
right outside the stadium, which was nice. But um, your favorite story of all time is what? Is when you guys make a bet. Yes. How much will it take? So during, I guess we get to the end of the first quarter. And of course, there's a long TV timeout in between quarters. So Todd's to my right. Todd's talking to me because we're getting distracted because high is starting to get blown out. They were favored by three touchdowns, lose by four touchdowns. Well, Todd starts asking me just random questions. Like, how much would it take for you to run across the field right now? And so we start having this conversation within the game. Todd has a number. I've got a number. I think I said minimum 150,000. And Todd's number was much higher than mine. And because we're going through what it would take legally, maybe we'd lose our job, all this stuff, right? Well, quarter's over. Joe decides it's a good time to go to the restroom. He's walking past us. And Todd just randomly is like, hey, Joe, how much would it take right now for you to run across the field? And Joe's like, hmm, $500. And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and we're like, we can totally make that happen right now. So he goes, he goes to the restroom. Pass Todd, around the hat. It, it Todd's like, oh my gosh. Todd was we, on it. Like oh he gosh. was really, really on like, it. Like all of a sudden he is super excited. Yes. <clears throat> and so Joe goes to the bathroom and we turn him like, hey guys, are you guys in for 125 a piece? <laughs> if we can get Joe to across the field, you're like, yeah, done. So Joe comes back and Todd's like, how are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? I'm like, okay, let's wait a little bit. Let's like make it incentive base. Like, if he runs on the field, steals a pylon, he gets like another $200. If he gets the midfield, we'll give him another $500. And then Todd's like, okay, what if he like punts the ball? And so we're like putting out these these numbers, right? And so we're not clearing it past Adam and, and John. So just throughout the game, we're just feeding it to Joe. Like, Joe, here's, here's what we're going to do, right? If you get to midfield, this is how much we give you. If you steal the ball, here's how much we give you. And then we're pointing out the security guards like, that dude weighs like 300 pounds. Dude, you're a freaking track coach. You can run past that guy. You can make it over in that corner. And so we're just, we're just hyping him up, hyping him up. And then Todd and I were talking like, when's the right time to really make the final offer to Joe? And so I'm like, let's wait till the fourth quarter because if Heistick makes a comeback, I want him to be able to see this. Well, that was not happening. Mm-hmm. They lose by four touchdowns. Get to the fourth quarter. You guys decide, we're I can't, I can't yeah. watch this anymore. We're done. And so we never actually finalized. You have no idea how close I came to jumping over that wall. Because we were, we, we were, were right the there. We were right, we were yeah, the we were right there. It would have, yeah. We were four feet away from the wall to jump down onto the field. Uh, and there was no barrier or anything no. other than that. And like one security guard, I heavily considered it. Five hundred dollars. Yeah, that's yeah, sure. And so it was, it was. <laughs> so in that was Todd, me, Adam, John. So Adam, of course, is a an attorney. John is a surgeon at the Mayo Clinic. I'm like Joe. Here's the thing. We're going to bail you out, okay? You're going to get this $500 outside of your legal fees, all right? You've got an attorney right here that's going to bail you out. Not in that if, state. <laughs> hey, if, if you get tased by chance, hey, we got a doctor right here that's going to help you out as well. And never made it to that point where we could give you the final If offer. I had any profession outside of being a school teacher, it would have, that would have happened. <laughs> you stayed in the drywall game. You'd have been out there in your speedo. Easily. Well, my number would have been like 200. Like, <laughs> <laughs> shoot. Yeah. So one of the best trips of all time, in my opinion, was our trip to Minnesota. This was, gosh, this was probably seven years ago. And Adam, how did we, how did we get tickets? Yeah, my uncle works in banking and the Minnesota's football team plays in, was it TCF? TCF Bank Stadium. Okay, TCF Bank Stadium. So he had done work with TCF Bank. And once, once I let him know we were going to that stadium, he said, hey, I'll get you into that box. I'm like, which box? He's like, the TCF box. I'm like, oh, all right. I didn't ask a lot of follow-up questions. So 
you can kind of take it from there. We show up, we have our tickets we purchased, and then I, I call my uncle and I kind of say, you know, so we're, we're going up to the TCF box, and it was snowing. I think it was the coldest game in Big Ten history. It's still the coldest game. Oh. Big Ten, but I know it's still the coldest game in Ohio State history. Okay. okay. So it was, when we showed up, it was minus seven. Oh. And at kickoff, it got into, I think, six degrees. But it was, oh it was, it was like brutal. crazy. It was yeah. brutal. I mean, Minnesota yeah. in November was brutal. Yeah, so I, I was a little fuzzy on the details. But I just knew he said, you know, we can, I can get you in the TCF box, which made a big difference because being outside that day was going to be rough. So if I recall correctly, we're sitting out there. My uncle calls or texts me and says these guys are coming by and then a group of maybe four or five guys between 28 and 40 years old kind of roll up and we introduce ourselves and they say they're with tcf bank yes so we're with these guys and we start walking and ascending the stairs to go to the box and i I think we're we're probably only 40 to 60 feet away from the box and one of them turns around goes hey if anybody asks you do work with brian I don't know anybody named Brian. None of us are <laughs> named not Brian. Your uncle. We don't know. My uncle's not Brian. None of these guys, I think, are Brian. I'm like, okay. So we get up there, and wow, it was luxurious. It was incredible. Yeah. This is TCF Bank Stadium. Mm-hmm. We are in the TCF Bank box. luxury box, yes. which is smack dab step on the 50 yard line. We go in with this contact. Mm-hmm. He introduces us to the chairman of the board and CEO of TCF, TCF. Bank. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, this is such and such. They do work with... They work with... He goes, hey, they work with Brian. And at this point, <laughs> it's so cold and it's so nice in there. I, it doesn't matter. I, yeah, I would have said, yeah, I work with Osama bin Laden, whatever it takes. <laughs> I'm, I want these chicken fingers. Um, so yeah, he goes... They work with Brian and all of us, you know, we got our act together. All of us just kind of nod. Yeah, we work with Brian. Brian's great. He was in my wedding. I don't care. (laughs) And that was all it took. So we come up with the plan of let's stay away from the chairman of the board. Yes, because our story will fall apart if he starts asking. (laughs) And we are going to contradict each other because Mm -hmm. we don't know Brian. Brian, Avoid avoid the white haired guy. Adam, this is the only time I've ever seen him actually nervous right you were very nervous like oh my gosh we're gonna get busted might get my uncle in trouble whatever right because we are in the tcf bank box with the chairman of the board under a complete ruse that we have no it's not like we We had time to fabricate a story to keep it straight we don't have a story no there's no story he thinks we work with brian so what's the furthest point away from this Mm -hmm. executive of the bank outside so we go outside on the balcony yeah and go ahead joe we sat out there pretty much the whole first half, yes. and, and really nobody else sat out there. It was still cold, but like I said, it was so warm with those heaters, you did not even have to have your coat on. We took it our coats off. unbelievable, yeah. It was incredible. <clears throat> then we went back in at halftime, and I remember, I think, Kevin, you said, like, hey, let's go kind of ex- explore the rest of this area. So we go walking down the hallway. I remember they had, like, the statue of this, Trophies the gopher, and, yeah. and, you know, this. It's like a luxury that. mezzanine. Yes. Yeah, yeah, a big mm-hmm. plaza area. We walk around, and when we come back, and now, like, half the people are out in those seats, and we can't go sit on they the balcony anymore. Yes. And it's the dude uh-huh. and <laughs> his luxury, wife yes. in the main part of the luxury box, and I don't think maybe even anybody else. I think it was just us and him yes. and his wife. So during the first half, at the time, I didn't know who this gray-haired gentleman was. So they had introduced us got his name. We're outside stuff. I Google this guy's name and I come to find out he is the chairman of the board and CEO of TCF bank. So then we're freaking out. (laughs) Then we start freaking out like, Oh my gosh, this dude is a big, big deal. And at the time I worked at, I worked in banking. So 
it meant more to me, I guess, because I'm like, oh my gosh, this dude is a big deal. Yes, let's stay away from him because we don't have a story. We don't have a story. There's nothing to So what do you do with Brian? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) What don't we do with Brian? (laughs) And he's like in his, he's probably like in his 80s, probably at Uh, least 70s. Yeah, he's probably 70s. He's probably 70s, And his wife was the typical, I don't want to say typical, but. She was a trophy wife. Yeah. Probably and she was thirty year old. She was probably thirty years old. No. Yes. Long blonde yes, hair. No. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yes. It is totally done up. Completely. Yeah. She looks like a Swedish model. Blonde. Probably thirty. She was Swedish. Remember yes. she was Swedish. But she was probably a model. And he's seventy. And so we come back in, staff. And again, the plan was let's not talk to this guy because we don't have a story. Mm-hmm. But we come back in, everybody had taken our seats. So we're in this large group box. It's the four of us and the chairman of the board and his 30-year-old Swedish wife. So who and did he, we talk to? And he, he, he wanted to talk a little no, bit. He, talk. he came over. Yes. I remember he walked over to us. So we, the four of us were kind of standing where you could look out this big window. And they were over here uh, sort of on the opposite side of the room. But at some point in time, he makes a beeline right for us, walks up, and right off the bat busts out a joke about Swedish women. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Being dumb and, or something. And starts telling pretty much all these yes. dumb blonde jokes. Yeah. His wife, again, is 30, between 30 and 35, is standing there. She's heard these dumb blonde jokes probably since she's met him. She is rolling her eyes. She is not entertained at all. Well, he's telling these dumb blonde jokes. We laugh, and we probably laugh harder than what oh, yeah. they should have. He knows how to schmooze people. He just wants to talk. He's really not into the game. He's there because it's the biggest game of the year. Mm-hmm. Biggest game of the season for Minnesota. High season in town. So he shows up. He's probably not even a football fan. But he sees us, wants to talk to us. Hey, here's four fun guys. Starts talking. And we, we do not want to talk to him. We're trying not to talk to him. But because we laugh probably harder than what we should be, he just starts rattling off even more jokes. Oh, yeah. A ton. Oh, he just and they're all dumb bond jokes. Anything to keep the topic off of banking. (laughs) (laughs) If you asked a banking question, my answer would have been limited to my experience with ATMs, free calendars, and rolling change. So we finally, we get to the fourth quarter, and it's gotten more comfortable. We're interacting. I'm telling him some of my dumb jokes, and he's like, you know what? I think I've seen enough. Mm -hmm. We're going to, we're going to head out early and says goodbye to us and we're like do you mind if we stay he's like yeah stay and have when, a good and when, time and when he decided to leave like everybody everybody left, left. Yep. yeah except and us everybody left so we're the only four in this luxury box from the fourth quarter on the free food keeps coming oh yes it's glorious free food, anything you want mm-hmm. heat i mean stuff it is freezing outside yeah there is snow everywhere it's, again it's we literally coldest. couldn't give away our other tickets we could not because couldn't hand them off. No, yeah. we tried to sell them. I remember we were only asking for like twenty bucks. Yeah, and, and then we seats. and then we yeah, and then we just said, "Hey, you want them for free? You can have them." And nobody would take them no, because it was, it was that yeah. terrible out that day. People were yeah. not showing up because of how cold it was. I, I like mean, to think by work. the by the fourth quarter, if the ruse had been given up, I think he wouldn't have cared. I don't at that, either, at yeah. that point, I think he'd been no. he good was for cool, you. Yeah. We were he was cool with, uh, We were like best friends. We were. We, he was cool with us by then. Yeah, he said, congratulations on getting in. Those are the same skills that helped me land a 30-year-old wife. So, <laughs> Godspeed and good luck, young man. <laughs> so, he leaves. We've got the entire luxury box to ourselves. The entire fourth quarter. So, we ask the person who keeps bringing in the food. And we're like, how long can we stay here? Like, can we spend the night? Or <laughs> what's the longest we can stay? And he's like, you can stay until an hour after the game's over. Uh-huh. You can stay. We're like done so we stay in there they keep 
bringing the food. What? Oh my gosh, that yeah. free, food, free food, free drinks, anything you want. I mean, you have to remember it's TCF Stadium. Yes, and this is TCF's box, luxury box. Yeah, and the chairman of TCF Bank was mm-hmm. there. Anything you want, you can have. Like, are you guys ordering off a menu, or was there like a set? It, yes, it was more like a wedding. Well, they have where they brought. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But you have to remember, we work with Brian, so. <laughs> So, you know, they're trying to impress us. Yeah, I mean, we, we work with Brian. Yeah, make sure you take care of Brian's, Brian's friends. Brian's big shot collar. Get the champagne in there. <laughs> uh-huh. The caviar. Well, who was it? Because with me, football, chicken fingers, nachos, pret- soft pretzels, popcorn, hot dogs. Yeah. Or was it like fancy? There were sausages. It was a step above. I don't it think was it was that. Yeah. yeah. But then, like any, any drink Potatoes. you wanted. Any drink you wanted, you could get. Any yeah. drink you wanted. On the house. And then. Wine, so, whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, the, the game's over. We ask him, hey, can you turn, like, where's the remote for these TVs? So then we change the channel. We start watching, like, Alabama. Play, yeah, there's, like, Ole four Miss flat screens. Yes. So we were just sitting on all these couches, all these chairs for as long as possible. Food's coming. We're watching the TV. It was amazing. I bet those servers were so annoyed with you guys. Oh, like, I'm sure. oh my gosh, leave oh, so we can leave. They're coming in the clean. We're like, no, no, we're, we're good. Like, <laughs> we're not done sucks. stuffing granola bars in our pockets. Please <laughs> well, step yeah, out. We got to get to that part. We got to get to the John. We got to get to the John Stoffer. Oh, that was funny, right? So we've got a uh, world-renowned surgeon with us who grew up as a farmer. And he's like, we're, we're not going to let this food go to waste. And he starts putting rolls in napkins and shoving it in his pockets. <laughs> In his coat pockets. We're like, John, let it go. And were they good rolls? Who cares? They're, they're just, well, they're just I understand rolls. where he's coming from. They're like Bob Evans rolls. Yeah, well, no, yeah. no. It was like Bob Evans rolls. He stuffed them in his no. pocket. I'm like, they weren't going to be good. good after we drove six hours home, right. which is when he was going <laughs> to eat them. No. But like, if they were, what's that Logan's rolls? I would have been no, like, a that didn't no, matter. Logan's no. Rolls. no, Logan's rolls. <laughs> I would have eaten those on a hot We did not want to, we did not want to get thrown out of TCF Bank Stadium slash suite over rolls. Over. <laughs> mm-hmm. Five rolls in John's pocket. Exactly. It's not needed, but we stayed as long as we possibly could. But to me, the best part of the trip was the night before. So it was Adam, Joe, and I. John was not there yet. And Joe here is part of a beer club. And it's called a 12 step group. <laughs> <laughs> Edit that out. <laughs> and Joe made the comment hey, I've got a buddy. I've got a friend in club. every city. Exactly. I've got a friend. It's called a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a sponsor in every city. <laughs> Just one per state. More of a time zone thing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, so Joe says, hey, I've got a friend that we can meet for dinner while we're in Minneapolis. He's a great guy. You'd, you'd love to meet him. Okay. So on our way to this dinner, Joe makes the comment. By the way, just do me a favor. Do not ask him any questions about his background. And he's really referring to me. Like, Kevin, don't ask any don't questions. Don't be nosy. Don't be nosy. Yeah. Adam could not give a flip. Does not care. <laughs> he's not going to be asking all these questions. Okay. He knows it's going to be me mm-hmm. asking questions. Not, yeah. Not that Kevin asks people lots of questions when he meets them. Not at He all. doesn't do that. No. <laughs> that doesn't sound like me. He asks waitresses <laughs> endless questions. <laughs> is this cream based? Or is this a little oh broth based? That's so tr- we could do a whole podcast yes, on could. Kevin ordering food. Yes. On the trips. Ew, it drives me nuts Can I get this Kevin? on the side? He worked at Texas Roadhouse. Do you know when they say, would you like a, the salad? with? Now, what comes on that again? I'm like, you freaking worked here. You know comes on the salad but he has to know specifically yeah i'm like i could tell you what's on the salad Do you guys salt and pepper that yeah <laughs> am i gonna salt pepper that myself what's the ratio is there salt and pepper <laughs> yeah 
Is it two to one? <laughs> That's so true. I'll tell you what is going on the food now. <laughs> it ain't salt and pepper. It's not salt and pepper. It's a special, special sauce. sauce. That's right. So Joe tells me, don't ask me about any questions about his background. I thought that was odd. Ominous. thought that was weird. But I will gladly do that. I am just here, here for dinner. It was right? the trip of not asking questions. Don't ask questions, Kevin. All right. Got it. So we start having this dinner. He shows up, very nice guy, and I make the comment during dinner. We're like forty-five minutes into dinner. Forty-five minutes into dinner, yeah. right? Adam had recommended a documentary to us, Ugh. right? That we should watch awesome. Cocaine Cowboys. So good, which is one of the best so, documentaries we've ever so seen. Good. Right? Highly recommend it to you, listeners, if you haven't watched it. <laughs> cocaine Cowboys. Highly recommend Cocaine. Very educational. Cowboys. It's so, actually two documentaries. One. That's true. So, Steph, you and I had just watched that like the mm-hmm. weekend before. So, I bring that up during our conversation that, hey, Adam, great suggestion. We watched that Cocaine Cowboys this weekend. Incredible documentary. Like, mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. Well, when I said that, Joe's buddy slash sponsor, his <laughs> eyes get like deer in the headlight. Big. And I'm like, have you seen? Have you seen the movie before? Like, Because I, I saw his reaction. I'm like, have you, have you seen it before? And he goes, nope. But I lived it. And... I'm like, oh my gosh. So then I have to ask him, what do you mean by that? And Steph, he turns into an open book. Yeah. This guy had lived in Florida back in the 80s, had been a drug smuggler. and He'd been in federal prison. He'd been in prison. And so he starts talking about all of the stuff he had done. He could have been in that movie, quite honestly, Cocaine Cowboys. Oh my gosh. Why have we not asked him to be on our podcast? Tell us a good story. Because he's under an assumed identity (laughs) at this point. And that is fine. Because no one would know. How have we not talked to him about this? He's in witness protection program mm-hmm. right now, stuff. But no one would know. He's Johnny. Is Johnny. His name. Brian. Yeah. I think his name's Brian. Uh, I work with Brian. Yeah. <laughs> so he starts opening up stuff. He becomes an open book. And I remember, Kevin, if I can interject real please. quick. Please. The one thing that I remember, if I remember correctly, is you said something about, like, oh man, we're watching this documentary, and these guys literally are throwing crates of Coke into the water, and then this other boat is supposed to come and pick it up and, like, bring it back in, and that's how they were getting, and they didn't care. They were making so much money, like, yep. they didn't care if they lost someone and stuff like that, and, and he made the comment after that, like, yeah, that's, that's how it was done, or something like that. <laughs> like... <laughs> Which takes me back. Yeah. He totally had been a part of that scene. It was... Completely. Yeah, it was, un- it was unbelievable. Completely. So, we start asking him about trips gone wrong, right? So, he, he told us a story of somebody picked him up. He was going to... He was supposed to buy X amount of cocaine down in Florida. Pick him up, put something over his head, drive him around for like 45 minutes or something. So, he does not know where he is at. He can't trace the steps, nothing. Go into some warehouse, pull the cover off of his head... Goes out there and he said the cocaine that they showed him was all dirty. He's like, I'm not buying this stuff. And they're like, all of them pull out guns on him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you are. And so he's at that moment, I'm like, you know what? I may not be in the right business is what what he said. But then how did you launder the money? And so then he starts opening up detailed stuff, how he laundered the money. He's like, we would open up a gym. We do a fishing charter service. He's like, maybe two people show up. We write down 12 he, people. He show talked up. about like having judges paid off mm-hmm. and yes. everything. Yeah. Like he's like five grand went to the attorney, five grand went to the judge. Yeah. And you're yes. out. Crazy. He's like, so. Everybody had a number. He said, we knew what bank to go to, what teller to go to. We knew what judge to go to. Everybody had a number. You could pay them off. Non-issue. And that dinner became the most fascinating dinner party I have ever had. Like, he became an open book. So then, of course, we get in the car afterwards. I'm like, Joe, 
oh dear God, is that what you're talking about? And I don't think you knew half the stuff. You just knew he had been in prison or something. I, I knew a portion of it. I didn't know a lot of the specifics. I was familiar with his background. Okay. Yeah. But Steph, that was hands down, most fascinating dinner I've ever been a part of. The guy became an open book and had served time, federal prison, all that. Joe, we're going to need his name and number. <laughs> so I can I'm, get in I'm, contact with him. I'm just... <laughs> I'm just saying it's a good it's a good reason not to mess with me. Right. If I got to make a phone call, yeah, I get, well, I, I know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> so anywho, I think that's that's all I got, guys. Mm-hmm. So Steph, any other stories you want while we've got these gentlemen? I mean, lots of stories I want to talk about, but we need to. What do you always say? We need to be respectful, respectful of, their time, of their time and let these guys go. Yes, well, guys, absolutely. Seriously, thank you so much. I thought for- I told Kevin I was spending the night. <laughs> You're more than welcome Did to. Hey, if you want to spoon him upstairs, <laughs> yeah. I'll happily be on the couch tonight. Right. Like, like old times, Joe. <laughs> Friends, we want to encourage you to please follow us wherever you listen to this, whether it's on the Apple Podcast app, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or one of the other platforms. It's completely free, you guys. This helps us out big time with the folks who track the stuff. If you haven't already, we want to encourage you to please rate or even write us a review on Apple Podcast. We need as many as we possibly can, even if it's just one sentence. Thank you for listening, you guys, and sharing us with your friends. 